The Diehard Eagles podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $10 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit WYNNBet.com and start winning today. And make sure to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome everyone to the diehard Eagles podcast. I'm Sean stacking the money green with my fellow diehards, Rob and Justin. And it happened. Not only did the Eagles have a draft, they got themselves a receiver, not some receiver that's in college that we don't know if he's going to pan out or not. No, we got stud AJ Brown only giving up the 18th pick in the draft and a third I mean, this is, uh, and we'll break down the entire trap, but we have to get started with the AJ Brown trade. I was listening back to the mock draft where I did mention there was that tweet of, uh, you know, Jalen and AJ Brown hanging out at uh, AJ Brown's daughter's birthday party football, you know, them throwing the football around. Why is he not, you know, throwing around with Ryan Tannehill? Now we know the fix was in. He was always going to be a Philadelphia Eagle. Justin, what was your reaction when you found out that the Eagles were getting AJ Brown? I mean, honestly, I was like, holy shit, how we did it. <laughs> it's It just seemed like it's such a how we move, especially in the middle of the draft like that. Uh, I'm sure you guys were uh, as upset, if not more, with the fact that we weren't able to get Jameson Williams. So, you know, we get Jordan Davis. But uh, to be able to pull, you know, A.J. Brown, uh, we, we didn't give up a ton either, which was great. I know uh, we got him under contract now, $100 million over four years. Uh, plus 57 million guaranteed or with 57 million guaranteed. But I think it's worth it. As you said, you know, he's a competent wide receiver, more than competent. Um, we don't have to, you know, gamble on what we've gambled on in the past, the Rager or white side and not know if their talent is, you know, going to transfer into the NFL. He's a proven talent. And uh, I, man, I can't believe we were able to snatch him up. Yeah. I mean, it was just, uh, yeah, I, I didn't think it was going to happen. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was a huge pickup franchise changing. I can't remember the last time we had two good receivers. This is clearly the best receiver we've had since, um, since Terrell Owens. I mean, Alshon had a really good run there, but now we have AJ Brown and Devonta Smith. I, I can't remember having two receivers like that, Rob, this is historic. Howie, <laughs> how could we have ever doubted him? I mean, he came through this, uh, like Justin, I was all bummed out when we didn't get Jameis Williams. We missed him yeah. by a pick and not because I didn't like Jordan Davis. I just really wanted Jamison Williams. And then this trade comes down, the hammer goes through and wow, just, you know, giving up an 18th and a third, I thought it was a great deal. And then we extend them literally 15 minutes later. Um, it was just perfection. I, I mean, Calling him competent, Justin, I, we can't even use that word. I mean, he's a legit <laughs> stud. Um, Wait, are you, are you talking about Howie or Alshon? Or AJ <laughs> Brown? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, uh, AJ, he is just a stud. And, I mean, look, no excuses for Hurts now. I mean, look at the offense. We now have, like you said, Sean, two great receivers, Devontae Smith, AJ Brown. 
we have, um, you know, all of a sudden Quez becomes a great third wide receiver. We have Pascal, you know, who knows what's going to happen with Rager. I don't think it really matters at this point. We'll save Um, him for the end of the show, but yeah. yeah, But then we have, you know, we have Goddard and we have Miles Sanders. I mean, and a top offensive line. So, I mean, no excuses this year. This offense should be clicking. You know, they're going to be tough to defend. Yeah, and, and there was a lot of uh, Jalen haters out there. Oh, receivers, big-name receivers would don't want to play with Jalen Hurts. Oh, they would never come for Jalen Hurts. Meanwhile, I, I don't think the Titans really wanted to trade uh, A.J. Brown going into this, and it's not like the, what the offer uh, that we gave up for A.J. Brown was so crazy. And and even the money, like $57 million guaranteed over a four-year deal is not bad at all. I mean, it's technically a $100 million deal, but only $57 million is guaranteed. So, uh, you know, the money was really not crazy either. I don't know what the uh, Cardinals were thinking. I mean, they gave up, you know, similar assets to get Hollywood Brad. Now, granted, they didn't have to extend him, but... Man, I don't know uh, what these other teams are thinking. You know, if you had a shot to get AJ Brown, you're crazy, crazy oh, not to but take. They're going to have to extend him sooner rather than later if they want to keep him. So, yeah. you know, we just did it now to lock him down. I think we wanted to make sure we weren't giving up these picks to, you know, have him walk after a year. So I think you know the extension was smart, and you know, in fact, Howie said that the trade was contingent upon the extension. And that they were literally negotiating the extension during the draft. I, I think I heard him mutter that it, it didn't get finalized till literally like pick 15 or something like that. So, um, you know, I think the extension was smart. You don't want to give up a first rounder and risk losing them a year later. Oh, yeah. 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 You have to get that extension. Otherwise, it, it really doesn't even even make any sense. But yeah, I mean, it. I, I you know, we had kind of teased ourselves thinking AJ Brown trade might happen, but I was still uh, pretty surprised when they, when they pulled the trigger and, you know, I'll ask you, Justin, if you're a Titans fan, would you rather have, you know, Derek Henry and, you know, they drafted, they ended up drafting a receiver Pickens um, who, uh, or, or did they get Traylon Burks? Um, I'm going to look that up real quick, but they, ended oh, they up- picked up Burks. Burks. They picked up Burks. Yeah. So they ended up drafting Traylon Burks, who I who I thought could be good, but would you rather have Traylon Burks and Derrick Henry, or would you have AJ Brown and you know um, any basically running back you wanted in that draft class? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I'd rather take the the higher profile guy as AJ Brown, but uh, Derrick Henry's been pretty good. Crazy that they had to make a decision, Justin. What would you do if you were a Titans fan? I mean, I think I would have tried to stick with AJ, honestly. I guess they did. They well, offered him 80, or at least that's what he was asking. I think uh, one of those two, I can't remember. And that's kind of uh, why he didn't want to stay and he tried to force the trade. I think the thing that's, that sucks for them is they got Traylon Burke, who I'm pretty low on, honestly. I, I feel like he's nowhere comparable to what AJ Brown um, has done and can continue to do. So I, I just, I think they, they screwed it up from beginning to end. Um, not only with potentially re-signing Brown, but also, um, uh, picking up Burke. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a tough call, Sean, because yeah, you know, for most teams, I think you, you don't pay the running back, but they have built such a unique system where o- almost everything goes through Derek Henry. 
So it'd be really tough for them to say, we're just going to give up on that and put the ball in Tannehill's hands. I mean, I don't know that Tannehill's proven he can carry them by himself without Derrick Henry. So I, I get it. I see where they were from a cap space. And, and fortunately, we were able to take advantage of that. Yeah, I it, think potentially like part of the problem, though, is how long can Henry continue to do what he's done? I mean, he started to get in a territory where, you know, I don't know if he can continue to be as healthy as he's been and and even let alone his health, continue to put up the numbers that he has. So I feel like they need to start transitioning away from that. But it is tough. I mean, that is like Rob said, they've kind of built around that system and it's it's difficult to get off it. Taking a quick break, talking about win bet, baby. Oh man, so much fun on the win betting app. And of course, if you're in a win bet, a casino state, make sure you fire that up. 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. And of course, win bets, uh, pretty sweet here. T- bet $10, get $200 in free bets. They also got uh, some special bonuses about uh, build your own bet feature as well. All users can receive a $20 free bet when they win, lose, or push a three-plus leg build-your-own-bet parlay between Thursday and Saturday. Players can take advantage of this on the NBA playoffs. Oh, man, NBA playoffs, so fun to bet. Of course, live betting, NHL playoffs are back as well. You can even get down on some uh, NFL futures. The uh, win totals are coming soon, so make sure you download the WinBet app or just uh, visit winbet.com to get started today. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gaming problem, call one 800 Five two two forty seven hundred. We're also brought to you by Trade Coffee. Oh man, loves some delicious Trade Coffee. Got some fired up right now in my coffee pot, waiting to wake up. And uh, waking up is so much easier when you got a nice cup of Trade Coffee waiting for you. So many uh, different roasters, so many different options. What's really cool is they customize it specifically to your coffee taste. You take a little coffee quiz. Hey, I like this flavor. I don't like that flavor. They customize and then they send you a couple different options. You can really fall in love with the number of uh, awesome coffee roasts. I I love a great cup of coffee. That's something me and my mom uh, share in common. So I know I'm going to hook my mom up with a trade coffee subscription. She is going to love it. Uh, She's a big coffee person as well. And you can do the same for your mom. Mother's Day is coming up. So get them some delicious trade coffee. Uh, Trade is offering new subscribers a total of $30 off your first order, plus free shipping when you go to drinktrade.com slash SGP. That's more than 40 cups for free. Get started by taking their quiz at drinktrade.com slash SGP and let Trade find you a coffee that you love. That's drinktrade.com slash SGP for $30 off. And we're back on the Die Hard Eagles podcast. Yeah, I and you know to your point, I mean Derrick Henry, he's he's had so many carries, and he he last year he finally started to break down after years of kind of defining or you know define every sort of model about age and carries. But um, let's let's start breaking down the rest of the draft. Jordan Davis is the guy we ended up getting. From the 15th, we had to give up. Uh, we traded up to the 13th, essentially having to hop in front of the Ravens at 14, or it sounded like they were going to take him. Had to give up uh, the 124th, 162, and a 166 pick um, in order to do that. So, decent amount just to move up two spots. But again, it, it solidified us getting that guy. And 
you know, my evaluation, I was a little, a little uh, skeptical about Jordan Davis. The idea that, it, you know, he's more of like a run stuff. He knows tackle. Can he help in the passing game? But, you know, have uh, Chris Long stop by our show uh, for the sports gambling podcast. And he was really selling me out on the idea of Jordan Davis. And, you know, he was pointing out if you're an edge rusher, you love being on the same line with a guy like Jordan Davis because he eats up a ton of space, creating some opportunities for our edge rushers. And we didn't really seem to upgrade our edge rush uh, at all in, in the draft. We'll see how Nicobe Dean uh, gets used and we'll get to that in a second. But I, I do like the pick overall. Cause he is such an athletic freak. I mean, 340 pounds and can run uh super fast 40 again, his weight is, a, is a big concern and, and whether he can just stay on the field. But um I, I think it's definitely worth the risk. Rob, what was your take on the, uh, on the, on the Jordan Davis pick? Yeah. You know, uh, I'll be honest. At first I was just a little disappointed. We didn't get Jamison Williams. And obviously that changed as soon as we got AJ Brown, then, then that worked out. But, you know, at, at first I didn't know what to make of it, but I've done, you know, done some kind of research, listened to them, watched them. And, you know, there's a couple things, um, I think we need to to understand first, we did give a lot to move up for him, but I think, I think it's clear that that the, that Gannon wants to run a little more of a hybrid scheme. And I think they think that this guy in the middle can, you know, really make the D line work a little more. And just to look at a few measurables, I saw this tweeted, um, you know, somewhere that, He's taller than Rob Gronkowski. He's heavier than Jason Peters. Yeah. He runs the 40 yard dash faster than Patrick Mahomes. And he runs the, uh, the 10 yard split, uh, the one, six, eight, 10 yard split faster than Jarvis Landry. So his measurables are insane. And, you know, I know the knock is, can he be a three down guy? But, you know, one of the things that he was saying and others I've seen have said is that, he was not asked to do that at Georgia. They were so good that they basically just wanted him to soak up double teams and let other guys do their thing. So I think it's, it's easy to just say, Oh, that's all he did. That's and and try to typecast him as that. But I think he can do more and I think he will do more. So, um, you know, he played within the system. He played selfish, selflessly and, you know, I think there's room to grow there. So I'm optimistic about it now. I do think he could be a force on that line. And and even if he doesn't develop into elite pass rusher, I mean, just having a run stuffing guy in the middle is going to let our defensive ends kind of run free even more. Yeah. And, and you know, you talk about uh, Fletcher Cox getting up there in age. What if uh, a guy like Davis plays, you know, first down and second down and, and, you know, Fletcher Cox just becomes a pass rushing specials specialist here in his last uh, year or so in Philly, that might be a great role for him. So a lot of ways you can use Jordan Davis and, and almost feels like maybe we're switching kind of do a three, four we're, we're drafting. A, uh, we drafted two linebackers, got a bunch in the off season. I don't know if it would, it's probably not going to be a true three, four, but it does seem like they're going to vary the fronts more. That does seem to be something Gannon is, is going to be doing this year. Uh, Justin, your reaction when, when Jordan Davis was drafted, I, I think we ha- ended up with him a couple times in our mock. Yeah, um, I think, you know, the Jameson Williams thing was, uh, you know, a little heart wrenching to begin with. But then uh, quickly, I mean, you see Jordan Davis picked. Um, I I will say I wasn't super high on him 
um, you know, going into the draft, but immediately you start to see some highlights, obviously, and you could talk yourself into them real quick. I, I will say I, 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 I'm really optimistic about him. I think he might be our biggest question mark uh, just simply because of where he's picked. You know, you pick a guy that high, not only, you know, our first rounder, but also, you know, the fact that we moved up in order to get him. Um, Rob did point out, you know, maybe he wasn't asked to be in on third downs, but I guess he was in on third downs, what, under 20% of the time. Baldy was concerned about some of his play earlier in the season. Um, uh, I did see an article about that and uh, what he had to say about him. So there are question marks a little bit about him. Now, the, the great thing about him is that he lost what at least 20 pounds, I think, um, for the combine. It showed his mobility. It showed what he can do, especially with the 40 yard dash and uh, a little bit more of his mobility. And, uh, it would be great maybe if he could lose. I mean, I think overall, hopefully it's a good pick. and I'm, I'm uh, really optimistic. Yeah, no, a lot to unpack there with Jordan Davis. Cause it is, you know, at 13, you want a guy who's going to be a high impact player. So if he doesn't turn out to be that uh, we could be, we could be in trouble. Now the Eagles went cam Jurgens with their next pick in the second round. He is a center by all accounts. He, he is going to be the J- the Jason Kelsey replacement. Once Kelsey retires, supposedly Jason Kelsey really loves him. And, and, you know, I, my biggest regret from this draft probably is that we didn't get a cornerback um, at any point uh, in the draft. Now, you know, I, I do like the fact that we're loading up on offensive line. We've built around the offensive line. We've been successful for uh, doing that. It'll be interesting to see if Jurgens can see the field um, maybe as a guard. You know, a lot of the guys that play center can also play guard, um, but supposedly he's not quite big enough to play guard in the league, or at least that's kind of what some early scouting is, has been on him. So, you know, Kelsey's in on him. I'm in on him. But Rob, what do you think about drafting a center this high? I'm all for it. I mean, I, I, you know, how he said, we're always going to build the lines and, and that's their philosophy. That's what we've done. And honestly, I think you see how that saved us this last season. And, you know, I get it. Um, you know, I, I get that Kelsey is coming back this year, so maybe it wasn't the biggest need, but he's clearly on a year to year basis at this point. And to have him come in and be able to learn from Kelsey for a year, get stout to get him ready. And, you know, when I, when I, watched uh Sirianni's press conference him and Howie they they did they did believe he had versatility to play guard and they kind of left it open that that right guard spot is is gonna be kind of you know a competition to see who can win it out I mean I think you know it's interesting because originally they drafted Dickerson as a center actually and he did so well at left guard that, you know, they're leaving him there. And, yeah. and they said that they like the idea of Mylotta and Dickerson right there. Now Dickerson's bigger, obviously, than um, than Jurgens. Uh, so he might fit at guard better. But, um, you know, I, I like the pick. It, it's never going to be the most exciting pick taking alignment. But they're guys that, you know, generally compete for a long time and they, you know, they make everything else that much easier. So. I'm not going to knock the pick at all. And he, he seems like a solid player. Yeah. And it sounds like uh, teams, uh, according to sources of sources that I've listened to uh, teams tried to trade for Andre Dillard, but the Eagles were, uh, I mean, it sounded like they were open to trading him, but it would have to be like a crazy offer. So 
I think we're going to have not only a very good starting offensive line, but a ton of depth at the position. I mean, you know, Sam Alu coming back, but then you have Nate Herbig as well as uh, Jack Driscoll who filled in for lane and also filled in a guard at time. And then you throw in Jurgensen. Um, you know, that's a pretty deep uh, 10 guys you're talking about with the offensive line. And, and certainly that's looking to be a strength. Once again, Justin, what, uh, what about you with Jurgensen uh, or Cam Jurgens? Do you, do you think that was a bit of a reach at, at the, you know, get, taking them that high? No, I mean, it, it. the media might say one thing, but I mean, I think that from what I understood, a couple of mocks actually had him, not many, but a couple had him higher than Linderbaum. Um, I think he, he looked talent. He look, seems to be talented. You guys pointed out all the um, important reasons there. You know, you can never have too much O-line depth, first of all. Kelsey obviously looks to be, this is almost definitely his last season. You need a guy in there who can potentially learn from him. It does look like Dickerson is going to be guard at this point. Um, and we needed a solid uh, guy to come in and hopefully get a year under his belt at center, learn from Kelsey and us potentially move on. There's only a few teams who build around their old line like we do. And you can see how it's successful for each of those teams. So um, I, I like what we did um, and we need to continue to secure it. Yeah, no. And, uh, and uh, you just can't go wrong with offensive line. I mean, that's how we won a Super Bowl in 2017. But let's, you know, not only get Jordan Davis, not only did we get AJ Brown, um, but, you know, Nicobe Dean falling all the way down to number 83 was certainly shocking. You know, there was talk, hey, end of the first round, early second. But then as the process went along, it, it turns out he has a pec injury. He's got knee stuff. He's got ankle stuff. Tons of reason why teams were passing on him based on his medical. But now, you know, according to the Eagles, he's not going to need surgery in the offseason. And he's going to be ready to go uh, for the start of the offseason program. Now he is undersized, but man, he was just fun to watch play like he was you know, in those like uh, YouTube highlights, uh, a heat seeking missile you, and, and he's just all over the field. Another knock on Nicobe Dean was, Oh, he's playing at Georgia. He gets to play behind, you know, these, this massive defensive line that they have like guys like Jordan Davis, but now he's playing behind Jordan Davis once again. So I'm really excited. And, you know, Jordan Davis, you could say was a bit of a risk at 13, but Nicobe Dean at 83 to me is just not a risk. I mean, it's an 83rd pick overall. If we get a couple like high quality years out of him, this is a steal. If we get nothing out of him, I still think it's worth the risk. Um, so exciting roll of the dice here by Howie Justin. I mean, you, you gotta be on board with Nicobe Dean at 83, right? Yeah, I think every time the pick popped up, you were you were going to be okay if we picked Dean, and to get him at eighty three was just an absolute complete steal. Now I understand that there was all the medical history going into it. It did. It was interesting though because as other linebackers started to get picked, other information about Dean started to leak out, and you wondered if those were the other teams leaking it out to make themselves look better for not picking him. You know, I saw a pectoral tear at first. It turns out maybe it's just a strain. Doesn't need surgery. I 
I saw that he needed shoulder surgery as well. Um, and then that doesn't seem to be true. It looks like he's going to um, be at OTAs for us and ready to go. Um, and then they also talked about uh, potential knee issues. Now, even if some of that is correct, to pick him at 83, I mean, it's it's just great. Even if he goes the route of being like um, Jalen Smith for the Cowboys and you only get a few great years out of him, I'd be happy with that at 83. Yeah. No, and, and you know, third round pick, especially later, is it's kind of roll of the dice anyway. And and man, I just love the pedigree. All, you know, we had we had kind of fallen into the mindset of just drafting these you know, guys that fit certain analytics or certain, you know, combine stuff. And everyone on, you know, the fanatic or WIP would just call up and go, right, what about drafting some of these guys? All these guys played in the national championship, some SEC guys. And now that it's seemingly uh, all we do. Rob, what's your take on uh, the Nicobe Dean? Yeah, this is like literally a home run. I mean, honestly, we could have taken him in the first round, and I don't know that I would have been upset about it. I wanted us to take him in the second round. We didn't take him. I got it. I was fine with the lineman. But then, uh, honestly, I fell asleep, and then I woke up, and I saw that we got him in the third round, and I was yeah. literally just elated. And, you know, first of all, he seems like a great guy. I watched his press conference. He seems like a really nice guy. He's a smart guy. I think I read that he had a 3.55 GPA in mechanical engineering. Um, and that's, look, a, Georgia, that's a real major. That's not like, you know. Yeah, exactly. And, and look, Georgia, you know, you know, arguably had the best defense in co- in college football history this past year. Yeah, I mean, historically and, good defense. Yeah. Yes, and you could easily make the argument, and I know there's guys on that defense that went before him, including, you know, the number one pick, but you could argue that he was the best player on that defense for the year. I mean, he just played lights out. He won all the awards. Um, so for us to get him in the third round, and I heard him. I watched his press conference. He said, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go next week at the OTAs, um, that that he was never told he needed surgery. So I don't know what happened, what the miscommunication was. It's also really weird how it was coming out during the draft. I mean, nothing. it's not like he injured himself the day before the draft and like this was new information, like nothing yeah. had changed. So for us, uh, it's absolutely worth any risk. I think he's going to be great. I'm so pumped to have a real linebacker, um, you know, in our defense. One yeah. thing I will say too, because I watched that interview with uh, Spadaro, and he does seem like a really humble kid. He's not cocky, which I question if GMs actually don't like the fact that I, I think Spadaro asked him a question about like, hey, uh, so when were you like the best? player on the field and he said something along the lines of oh i've I've never been i have i've had to actually kind of work hard for it and and i wonder if you know certain answers like that to gms kind of uh you know knock you down a peg i mean he him and uh malik willis i think were were two guys that just watching them and watching their reactions uh to the draft i mean nicobe dean was out in in vegas so you know he was hearing stuff that Hey, you're going to be, uh, you know, you're going to be pretty high in this, in this whole process. Um, so the fact that he was out there, I, I think him and Malik Willis have huge chips on their shoulders. So if we're getting one of these guys with a massive chip on his shoulder and something to prove and, and a guy with like a pedigree, I, you know, I'm less concerned about the size and injury stuff. I think he's just going to come out guns blazing. I mean, 
I don't know. Rob, do you agree? Oh, yeah, I completely agree. I mean, you heard him. He, how he said, are you ready? He said, you know, damn right, or something like that. So yeah. um, I, I, I'm absolutely elated about him. I'm Honestly, I might be most pumped about him of any pick because um, he just seems like, one, a super high character guy, uh, and two, you know, he's, his, his resume speaks for itself, and it's something that we just have not had um, in years on this defense. All right. Especially in this, you know, revitalized Gannon defense. Hopefully, hopefully it'll be revitalized this season. Well, you know, Hassan Riddick, um, Nicobe Dean, like it, it seems like we're, we're, you know, bringing in some speedy, fast uh, linebackers to create some pass rush. So it'll be interesting to see what actually gets trotted out there uh, opening day and, and schedule drop uh, should be coming a couple of weeks here. So super exciting. Uh, we did ended up trading around, uh, you know, we lost some of the fourth round picks in order to uh, move up to 13, but we did have two picks in the sixth round. Chiron Johnson uh, linebacker for Kansas grant Cal Katera tight end from SMU. Again, you know, Chiron Johnson looks like a pass rushing Sam linebacker. Um, you know, they're projecting he's going to kind of be the Hassan Reddick backup. But again, he is a he fits that like speedy um, linebacker mentality four four in the 40 yard dash. Now, again, he he went to Kansas, which is not a football powerhouse uh, by any means. And, you know, like Dean kind of on the smaller side, six foot two thirty five, but Oh yeah. Hey, in the sixth round, I, I like it. And he's a guy who could also contribute on special teams. So, uh, you know, maybe doesn't make the team, but I, I like the approach there. Uh, Grant Calcaterra tight end SMU had a couple, a uh, couple nice catches there of 465 yards, four touchdowns on 38 balls in his last year for SMU. I, I don't know if he makes the team, uh, because we are so deep at tight end, especially with JJ Sega Whiteside uh, rounding out the tight end room. So interesting to see if he makes it. But of these two six round picks, who are you more excited for, uh, Justin? If you had to pick one? Oh, Karen Johnson. Uh, absolutely. I mean, you mentioned the speed. I guess he's a converted linebacker, and Kansas was thrown inside linebacker, and Kansas threw him at the edge, and he started to, you know, make some things happen for him. Uh, they showed him at the Senior Bowl practicing against penning i think it was the tackle drafted by the saints i can't remember i think a northern iowa kid and i mean he was just kind of pushing him back um and you can see the size difference because as you said sean he, he doesn't quite have the size but oh my goodness does he drive his legs he could really push back a an experienced tackle like penning i think he could actually you know be a, at least a depth guy potentially for us as you said maybe be behind reddick uh i'd love to see it i mean Calcaterra seems decent, but um, I mean, the fact that he retired due to concussions and came back is, is extremely scary to me. Yeah. No, I mean, again, six round for a reason, but Rob of these two, uh, either one, uh, anything exciting about him? No, I'm with Justin. I, I agree with Johnson. Um, you know, I, I watched, a, I won't say that I know a ton about him, but I watched a few film. Obviously he has crazy speed. Um, just looks like he could be a guy that, that potentially contributes, you know, the tight end, he seems solid too. you know, a little concern that, you know, he, he essentially quit football for a year. Some um, it's a red flag. 
Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I understand he had concussions and stuff, sir, certainly some serious medical issues. He says he's back hungrier than ever. Um, it does look like he has some legit talent. So, um, but of those two, I would go Kyron Johnson. Now, uh, guys, not officially, you know, I, I think there's still rumors about who the uh, UDFAs are. I, I don't think they can quite announce it, but seems like we got a pretty good list here. And by all accounts, the uh, Eagles were kind of spending up, at least comparatively, on what they're paying these UDFAs, which, again, I'm fine with because there's no salary cap on UDFAs. And uh, oh, why not roll the dice with some of their you know, it, maybe one of these guys hits and again, it's not my money. And, you know, they, you know, paying an extra, paying a guy an extra $25,000 to get him in camp. Who knows? Maybe you strike gold, Rob. I know you added on the list that uh, the Eagles signed Carson strong quarterback out of Nevada guy who has a cannon of an arm. Do you think uh QB controversy is brewing? And, and of course, shout out to the guy, whoever tweeted out, uh, we went from, <laughs> Uh, Carson weak to Carson strong. That was, uh, that one will definitely stick around if somehow strong makes it in the NFL, but what's your early take on Carson strong? Yeah. I mean, look, it's interesting. Cause I almost wish we could mesh uh, Jalen hurts and Carson strong in, into one person. Um, look, he has an elite arm. Uh, I know he had a, a pretty bad senior bowl, but he was kind of, he came back a little too early. He, he has significant, uh, you know, knee issues, it, it appears, and, and it's affected his mobility, or at least it did. We'll see if he recovers, but I don't think he's ever going to be an elusive guy back there, but his pure arm talent is, you know, certainly would have been probably second, third round pick, at least based on his arm talent, uh, throws a good deep ball. Um, so, you know, he's an interesting prospect. Do I think Hertz needs to be uh, scared? You know, no. Uh, certainly, you know, if he's worried about an undrafted free agent, um, you know, we have other problems, but he's an interesting pickup and he's at minimum, a good camp arm. And, you know, maybe he can develop into a a solid backup for us. I like it. Uh, Rob using the term camp arm, like a real pro solid, uh, Justin of the list of, uh, UDFAs. Is there anyone that jumps out at you? I mean, one, uh, this uh, Britton uh, Covey, I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right, but Britton Covey, uh, wide receiver at Utah, he's a return specialist. And, and just watching some of his highlights, he took a number of uh, balls to the house. So I think he could, you know, he's interesting just off the uh, return game. So, and, and we're in desperate need of a returner. So he could be a, a fun long shot to make the team, but Justin, any of these other guys that uh, jump out of you? Yeah. As you said, I just want to point out Kobe. I mean, it, it's nice that, you know, how he did take care of one thing specifically with this draft and it means no more regular, um, <laughs> you know, hopefully as a receiver and as a return specialist, as you said, uh, cause hopefully we can, uh, keep Kobe and he could play that role, as you said. Um, I, I do. Uh, I kept calling out Josh Job's name uh, from Alabama, um, you know, cornerback, because I, I think he can add us some depth. Um, you know, from what I understand, uh, he's really good against the second wide receiver. Um, not great against, you know, a number one. Uh, but, and he's gotten burned quite a bit when you put him on a number one, but from what I understand the the things that he lacks are things that can be taught potentially. Um, so I am looking forward to see if, you know, we can actually coach him up 
One thing I have noticed with Gannon is that there is has been a lack of coaching up as far as I'm concerned. So I think this is a guy, you know, who has the talent. And if Gannon is, is as good as uh, we think he is, um, or at least some people think he is, yeah, uh, hopefully – yeah, thank you. <laughs> Some people. Um, then this should be a guy who's talented enough to be able to coach up, I would think, uh, potentially and hopefully. Well, Look, again, I'll, I'll take a shot on a on a CB from Alabama yeah, any day. Exactly. I mean, he was a starting cube CB. Uh, you know, I think it's a great signing. Let's bring him in and see what he can do. I mean, he played against elite talent. He played against these elite wide receivers every day. So, um, uh, you know, maybe there's potential there. Right. Yeah, I think so. Uh, if you look at him against number one round receivers, not great, but I mean, you could definitely put him on uh, somebody who's just not at the elite level and he should be able to hold his own even potentially now, let alone with, you know, a little bit more coaching and instruction. Yeah. Um, Rob, who do you think is, it's more of a prove it year? Uh, Jonathan Gannon or Jalen hurts. Well, clearly Jalen Hurts. I mean, this wow. is this is absolutely prove it year for Jalen Hurts for all those reasons we discussed. I mean, it, there's no excuses for from offensive talent at this point. I mean, we're honestly pretty stacked offensively, and uh, you know, there's still looming two first round draft picks next year. So if he, you know, certainly if he does not perform this year, they're going to get a QB next year. You can put that in the books and and it's going to happen. So, um, you know, Gannon's not getting a pass by any means, but uh, this is definitely a make or break it year for Hertz. Justin, uh, are you willing to make excuses for Jalen if he doesn't succeed because uh, he could be losing Jalen Rager, who recently unfollowed the team on social media and took all the mentions of Eagles out of his Instagram profile. I I'm really mad that people reported this as a news story. Oh man. Uh, yeah. I mean, Rager has nothing to do with it. I think as, as Rob pointed out, you know, uh, it hurts. He's got everything around him that he needs. He even has O-line depth, even if one of these guys unfortunately happens to go down. Um, we've seen it in the past. Some of these guys can, can you know, uh, handle it fairly well. Even the guy like Herbig, you can still plug and play. So, I, I mean, he's got everything he needs at this point. So there's no excuses. We gave him a full year, which is all we were asking last season. Um, now it's his turn to take this team to a whole new level. Real quick, going to talk about athletic greens. When I say I bleed green, I'm not necessarily talking about the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm talking about my love of athletic greens and their AG1 supplement. And again, I never thought I'd be a supplement guy, but once I started taking it, uh, my stomach health felt way better. And again, it's probably uh, all the nutrition. They just pack into one scoop. You mix it up with water. The taste is amazing. I can, if you're worried, if you're on the fence about AG1 because of the taste, I can tell you it is a 100% good, 100% delicious. You'll, I, I look forward to waking up and get my AG1 going every day. 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you're going to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash SGP. That's athleticgreens.com slash SGP to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Also brought to you by IP Vanish. It'll make your IP disappear. Of course you do. Safe, secure browsing. 
Again, you can use it on unlimited devices. We use it here for uh, SGPN's God's Eye. Helps us out with uh, viewing sports. You can hide your location. Use it on a fire stick. Whatever you want to do between the internet and you. That's Keep it safe, secure. No one needs to know. You don't need any prying eyes. And the best part about IP Vanish, well, I mean, it's, it's tough to decide what the best part is, but certainly the price. I mean, they're giving you 70% off their yearly plan. That's right, 70% off and a 30-day money-back guarantee. If you, if you try it and you don't like it, 30-day money-back guarantee. What do you have to lose besides all your personal information, your passwords? <laughs> Actually, a lot. So IPVanish.com slash SGP. Get started today. That's IPVanish.com slash SGP. And we're back on the Die Hard Eagles podcast. Exactly. You got the keys to the car, Jalen. Let's go, baby. AJ Brown. Oh, man. And the only reason he came is, of course, Jalen Hurts and his recruiting. Let's go. All right. We got a, I mean, not only will we just break down the draft, but, uh, you know, training camp's coming up. We got some, I, I bet there will be a couple more signings. Rob, final answer. Do we sign Honey Badger? Uh, I mean, I think we would have to do it right after the draft, but do you think we end up signing Honey Badger? I'm going to actually say no. I, I think... Yeah, I'm worried we're not. You know, I, I, I think I saw... I, I just don't think we are for some reason. I think that Howie uh, and his guys, he said they like the room better than it's perceived. Um, I just don't think they're going to go after him. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is. I, I don't think he's going to be the guy, but I'm, I'm fine taking the shot. Uh, we, we still need that second, second cornerback. Maybe uh, Zach McPherson plays up. Maybe we get Kayvon Wallace coached up in the safety spot. Justin, any, uh, any remaining free agent stuff you think we're going to pull off between now and the start of the season? Um, man, I'm trying to think other than Tyron, um, not that I see, like potentially. Obviously, I think we'll ma- potentially make some moves, but uh, nothing that I can see at this point. As you guys pointed out, Tyron, I don't think we'll pick him up either. It looks like the Saints are in the mix now, um, and they're really trying to bid for him at the moment. So I, I don't think we pick him up. Yeah, Honey Badger not happening, but doesn't matter. We got AJ Brown. We got Jalen Hurts, the weapon he needs. Going all the way to the Super Bowl. All right. Give us a follow on Twitter at DieHardEagles52. Plenty more offseason content coming at you for the Diehard Eagles podcast. I'm Sean, second the money green for Rob, for Justin. Go birds. Go birds. Go birds. <laughs>